Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> What is going on, Dodgers Nation? We are back in South Pass. My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG. That gentleman right there to my left is DMAC. That is D that is DMAC. <laughs> that is DMAC underscore LA. I broke the sign. Doug, how are you doing? We won the offseason today. We won the offseason. We're the Tampa Bay Dodgers right now. I'm back. I'm ready to talk Dodger baseball. Sorry I was out last week. I appreciate all the comments. My man Noah killed it. Appreciate you for filling in for me. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot to get into. Not a lot going on for the Dodgers. Yeah, they, we have a lot to get into, yeah. but, like, nothing happening. It's I know. They, like, tough times. They got coal in their stockings at the winter meetings. The Dodgers have so far. But my question is, Clint, what were Dodger fans expecting? I mean, did they sign Mookie Betts at the winter meetings? Did they sign Freddie Freeman at the winter meetings? I mean, this is what the Dodgers do. This is par for the course with their approach, yep. and we're going to get into it, but it'll be very interesting to see if maybe the Dodgers have to change their approach when it comes to offseason spending when you consider there's more teams that can make the postseason. The market is just outrageous right now, so we're going to get into it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Uh... I don't know about good stuff, but there's a lot of questions, a lot of things we got to kind of dive into and hopefully reset the expectations for all of us in a way. But while we're here, while we're live, let us know where you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop them area codes. Drop your cities. Let us know your Dodger takes and, and all that kind of good stuff. On today's show, yeah, we're talking about Jason Hayward. Welcome to Jay Hay Nation. This is the new site. We got to get into all the latest rumors, of which they are dying down because the winter meetings are over. And, yes, the boys did the winter meetings. We're going to break it down. It's our first time going out there. Uh, Friedman, the submarine, he works quietly. The Artful Dodger. Something. The Artful Dodger. So some Boris love there. Your best friend, Titus Pants in the show. The Dodgers, of course, are losing everybody. Rip Cody. San Diego. Xander Bogarts. San Diego's looking real scary, so we got to talk about them. And a whole lot more before we get into the show. we got to remind you, this is a podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitch Radio, Pandora, wherever your podcasts are available for free. So go there, listen to us, leave a review, leave a five-star comment or a five-star rating, leave a comment. Just put eight stars in your five-star comment and we'll feel good. And also do subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. We're trying to get 60K before the end of 2022. Doug will do the gritty every day until we do that. Check it out on our uh, social media Instagram, right? That's where it's live right now. It's, yes. It's up on our story yes. right now. Instagram. They didn't tell at, me they were going to post that. I don't appreciate that. At, at Dodgers Nation. <laughs> so let's get into some of the comments right here. Uh, Carl. Carl right away. All I can say is uh, no to Correa. I think. I think. I, I read, did I read that right? All I can say to no Correa is Correa. Oh, okay. I get it. Right. I messed that up. 
Yeah. I mean, and there's some other opinions about Carlos Correa. Danny says, get Correa, screw fan feelings. Look, I don't think it's about the fan feelings. I'm sure we're going to discuss this, but I think the Dodgers might have got, I think uh, Rosenthal got scooped a little bit. I think he got spun a little bit by the Dodgers and trying to put that story out there saying it was about the fans. Look, let's be honest here. I don't think they're sitting at home thinking about what at Dodger fan 2020 super fan on Twitter is saying about not ever going to the games again and not buying Dodgers. Dodgers merch. I think they put that out there because they realize how expensive Carlos Cray would be. They know he's going to command a deal that's in the 11, 10, 11 year range, 330 plus million, and they don't want to spend big this offseason. We're going to get into some of the uncertainties with the Trevor Bauer situation and how that kind of hamstrung has them hamstrung this mm-hmm. offseason. So I don't think it's all about the fans. I think they considered it. I would say it's probably less than 15%. And if you look at the polls that we ran on Dodgers Nation at the start of the po- of the offseason, I would say about 25 to 35% said no on Carlos Correa. Now it's closer to 50-50. Yeah, so it's really changed. Yeah. And the deeper you get into this this offseason, you're coming out of the winter meetings. You just saw little brother grow up down in San Diego with a big time move in Xander. Sure, they're going to be paying for it by year 11. I mean, they're paying for it right away, but they're yeah. going to be feeling the pain of that in year 11. But guess what? They, they are the the class of the national league right now with those moves and those players it's it's pretty frightening uh to just kind of think about but again the dodgers have been in that that boat where they have this mega super team it doesn't always work out but you go out there you get the talent you make a splash it's it's also making a statement and you see that happening the dodgers do it nothing i can understand the uh the the frustration of fans online when we had a poll we're going to get into more more of the poll we got we got we got our script in a way things we want to talk about but this is your guys time right now robert uh seuss not a fan of the jay hay move reasonable if you're coming out of the winter meetings where the padres just get xander bogarts uh i mean hell even mitch hanniger goes to the giants and you're getting washed up I don't how the hell is Jason Hayward only 33 because it feels like he's 38 at minimum and Noah and I know is running the board today so give him give him uh give him some love right there he'll read all your super chats I promise but he's we're talking about like I, I thought at minimum 39 but no the dude's only 33 coming off that massive eight-year contract and not even coming off of it because the Padres are still paying I mean the the Cubs are still paying him but uh more in the comments so to say checking in from the 626 uh diane's repping in cabo yo diane always in cabo doing it big vacationing appreciate that dmac i wish you were my dad i don't know about that but uh freeman is looking outclassed that's from michael over on youtube look i think it's still a little premature to evaluate and assess Friedman's move because the second he makes a big move everyone's gonna say oh what's it's it's the cycle with Andrew Friedman it's oh what is he doing is he awake and then it becomes oh it's quiet what is Friedman cooking up and then it becomes how did Friedman pull that off Andrew Fleisman let's build him a statue so yeah. let's wait to assess what Andrew Friedman has done so far this offseason and look let's be honest the big free agent that you really wanted Carlos Correa hasn't been signed yet I don't think the Dodgers will end up signing him but no. let's a little premature to write uh, the epitaph on Friedman so far so yeah this is this is when he works or this is this isn't even when he works this is like let everybody go fight themselves i'm gonna get that turbo man everybody get the reference i'm gonna get that turbo (laughs) man after the fact um tim our 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 good friend tim rogers sd dodger tim he had a good tweet um earlier today it was either tim might have been you i think i'm pretty sure it was tim where he was talking about uh or he tweeted i'm gonna find it 2019 
technically 2020, they went and got Mookie. Uh, in the offseason of 2020, which turned into 21, you got Bauer. Uh, Freddie Freeman technically didn't happen until, what, uh, March. All of these were into the new year, almost on the doorsteps of spring training, not at the winter meetings. So that's when Andy operates. And really, that's the mindset you have to be in as a Dodger fan a lot of the time. Andrew's working. He made he they made some headway probably on some things over there talking to uh, hopefully talking to the Milwaukee Brewers a whole bunch get that get that deal that you're the first one on the internet to hey. put together I'm just saying raid those Brewers but but, but yeah. anyways Tom Liu points out uh, from YouTube Hayward is not a minor league deal yes it is a minor league deal it's more the perception I feel a fan uh, that fans have plus you know, the fact that the you know at Dodgers the official Dodgers Twitter account goes and posts it like we have signed jason hayward like the a little little try hard yeah i mean jason hayward hey that was the revenge for the cubs signing cody bellinger the dodgers said oh we're gonna sign jason hayward to a minor league deal but hey if you look at it the fact that the cubs are still on the hook for that contract those mlb contracts are offsetting so at the minimum it was going to be a league minimum deal anyway and yeah it could possibly provide some depth for the dodgers but to me it's a move that's a lot of nothing i mean he's a guy that has been a below average bat for you're good for a good portion of his career only twice in his time with Chicago was he an above average back you have yep. that long swing it's difficult for him to catch up with high velocity fastballs but I will say if he's in the clubhouse and it's there's a rain delay in the World Series and the Dodgers need a pep talk he's your guy so he definitely has that character that grit he's got that dog as far as a leader but I don't think it's going to be a move that really has a big impact I'm calling him DeLorean Dodgers at this point anytime you have these Dodgers that the Dodgers want to go sign that were a brand name in the past. And LA hopes they could go into a DeLorean, go in the past and get 2010, 20-year-old all-star Jason Hayward. That's what maybe they hope they're getting. You're not getting that guy. He's, as the kids say, a little washed at this stage of his career. Yeah, uh, getting ahead, it's slightly, you know, we, we heard from Dave Roberts at the meetings. He mentioned that the team will be going out and getting uh, you know, they're going to be exploring the outfielder market, preferably somebody who could play center field. I know there's an interest in adding a left-handed swinger. This isn't going to be the guy. This was just a guy that happened to fall at this point, but we'll get more into some of the guys that are still left out there uh, in a bit. Craig Osterberg's checking in three, one, Oh, a friend of the show right there. Haley Tehachapi. Is I saying that right? Six, six, one. Anyways, six, six, one is in the stream you got anything yeah we've got uh, lauren says reynolds would be nice lauren i'm going to talk about brian reynolds i'm actually working on a video about hey maybe the dodgers try to inquire about the pittsburgh pirates because the dodgers have been very pittsburgh piratey this offseason and try to assess brian reynolds and if they're willing to ship him off the pirates at this point have basically said they're not going to deal him but you look at his contract he has two more years of team yeah. control he's a guy that hits for power he can get you close to 30 home runs plays a good enough center field and look brian reynolds has been a guy that a lot of dodger fans have been pining for for the last few seasons and i would love him in dodger blue but yeah if you look at the market right now with the expanded postseason it's going to take a big haul to get a guy like reynolds in your system but uh yeah he's a very interesting name if the Dodgers want to go a little bigger than let's say a Profar or a Kiermaier or yeah. a McCutcheon God forbid or one of those guys out there and they also don't want to pay up a Brandon Nimmo type who's going to get like a nine figure uh, you know yeah. big deal and 
I think that's a possible option. The important thing is uh, the Dodgers have the prospect capital to go out and get anybody. And Absolutely. a lot of clubs would really love to be in that position. And, and not that many are. So the second one of these guys becomes available, it really could happen. The drop of a uh, drop of a hat. Uh, Jeff Arizona says Brandon Drury would be a decent pickup. I was mentioning that earlier today. I've been kind of, you know, hyping myself up for he, he's not the answer. He's not a guy that like is going to be a game changer, but at least he's somebody who provides some third base depth, which I don't like where the club is at at this moment when it comes to infield depth, third base depth. Um, JT's gone. I don't know if they really want him back, TBH. And, um, Muncie was there a lot, but to have him be like the de facto 3B is a little scary to me. Yeah, I and, think. And people are going to say Miguel Vargas. Maybe he gets some time there. He might play a lot of uh, a lot of third base. He does not make him a third baseman by trade. He is not considered a defensive asset, we'll say. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think those are all fantastic points, and I think if you're this Dodgers team, you want to usher in this new era of Dodger baseball and keep some of those infield positions open for guys like a Miguel Vargas. Or next season, you start to see Chris Taylor play a little more infield. You saw some rumors, of course, about Gavin Lux being the opening day shortstop, but also possibly playing third base at times next season. And then, yeah, I mean, you talk about the outfield position, that's the name. Like, you just talked about Dave Roberts mentioning another outfielder. I do think when you look at the Dodgers and their approach this offseason, they're very reluctant to give the years. They're not willing to go 10, 11 years on guys they're not absolutely in love with, and I think they would be willing to part ways with some of this prospect capital if it meant some names like maybe an Ian Happ, a guy for the Chicago Cubs who's under one more year of team control. To me, he's a much better version of Brandon Jury, but Brandon Jury is a guy that gives you a little more infield versatility, yeah. but he also gives you that pop, and what I say during the if you look at the record, I mean, since 2016, the team that out-homers their opponent wins 86% of postseason games, you got to get some slug. I mean, we talk about a name like a Jerickson Profar, a guy that takes a lot of walks, doesn't strike out a lot, but he doesn't hit for power. Well, a Brandon Jury or Ian Happ, they, I mean, Happ's power has gone down a little bit, but Jury, I mean, the start of the last season, I mean, he was hitting it out. I mean, yeah, no, hit he went against DP in uh, Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he was He was great. He was an all-star, I think, last year with, uh, with the Reds. Uh, then he just kind of dipped off <laughs> the radar. Kind of fell off after with, that trade. with the Padres, but uh, he's still somebody that you look at him as just a utility option and, and hope for the best. And it buys you a little bit of time if Miguel Vargas isn't quite ready. Um, yeah, I don't think they'd like to go into the season with Jacob Amaya really being an injury away uh, from the, uh, or I should, I should say, being an injury away from the Jacob Amaya era at shortstop. He's, he's great uh, as a defender, but the offense. Uh, they say isn't there and the numbers kind of show that much and you know it's gonna be Lux Chris Taylor <laughs> that's that's kind of your shortstop right now it's a little um definitely a little bit of concerning but again there's a, there's a lot of offseason left uh as our friend Jeff Snyder will tell you whenever you read a lot of our fine articles at dodgersnation.com so let's uh switch gears a little bit but stay also in the same lane the boys did winter meeting Doug, he, he, he made it. He lived it. You crushed it. What are your thoughts on uh, winter meetings down in San Diego? What are the big 
Your big big well, takeaway. First big takeaway, guys, is MLB winter meeting starter pack. You have to have a quarter zip, apparently. Zip so all day. Clint and I were going next year. We're going 10 layers of quarter zips, every color, and then either that may be a vest. But uh, yeah. I think the cool thing about the winter meetings is you can talk to people from other teams, and you're always interested to see how they view the Dodgers. And you talk to another team about their GMs, about how they're running. I mean, our friends over, they cover the Red Sox site. I mean, they're, they detest Bloom and yeah. what they're doing. And here we're talking about oh the Dodgers and Andrew Friedman it almost feels like we're some spoiled kids being Dodgers fans and well we didn't get our big signing yet and other teams like the Pirates like we never made big signings yeah, we're yeah. doing nothing I'm here to cover the rule five draft or the draft lottery things like that but I think the other big takeaway too is you see some of these big insiders they're just trolling you know patrolling around the yeah. lobby waiting for stuff waiting for stuff to pop off and some information and it's a big waiting game at the winter meetings and we did get some fireworks I mean, the Aaron Judge signing. Arson Judge. Go Arson right. yeah, Judge. Right. Arson Judge. Exactly, man. That was a fire take for sure. <laughs> but yeah, the Arson Judge, that was probably my biggest takeaway. The thing I'll remember most was yeah. the Arson Judge and the Co-Camels, of course. Is is Arson Judge happening and Heyman just disappearing from the lobby, even though he had been there? The Just, just sauntering and exploring about for two days, Arson Judge happens. And he goes, I think he was hiding over by John Boy for, for about three hours before going on MLB Network. And uh, it was whatever he said there wasn't good enough to, for them to even post on their social media. So I think yeah. he was pretty rattled from that. But um, he definitely was. I like the meme where it was the, the, girl, the girl on fire looking back at the house and it was Aaron Judge. Yeah. That was fire. But, yeah, another thing, too, is if you when you see all these moves being made, you realize how long of a process it really is. I mean, these guys are holed up in these rooms, and there's just there's deals being made, but really it's just a long – you think it's all exciting and fireworks the whole time, but really it's guys looking like they haven't slept in days, like they're living <laughs> off Red Bull and coffee, yeah. and they're just trying to strike some deals. Shout-out to that little market there at the uh, <clears throat> Manchester Grand Hyatt. But a beautiful location, like – Perfect setting, really. I can understand why somebody like Xander Bogarts would want to sign in San Diego because, like, man, it's like this in December. It's a great little recruiting tool for that's, San that's, Diego. Right? There's a lot of talk that Aaron Judge was down there meeting with the San Diego Padres. It would be nice if you could just have all the signings happen in those three days. It would just be like mass hysteria, like almost yeah. like there was some big deadline, but we, we gotta, also we need gotta to stretch it out. We yeah. got a website to run. Chief. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Noah and I need the content, baby. Shout out uh, inside the Dodgers halos today. Go check them out. Dot coms and all of those things. Um, no, I mean, I had a good time, but somebody said, uh, or Sarah, Sarah Morris mentioned like the winter meetings are boring. It's like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of boring. And you know what? It's, it's when you do what we do, as a network, it's it's tough. It's busy because, you know, the beat writers that go out on there, they're working on their one or two stories. They just need the quotes. They can take their time. We got to run around. We got to find quotes. We got to we got to shoot video. I mean, there's a lot of shit we did. Doug crushed it, by the way, guys. Check it out on our YouTube channel. If you haven't seen a lot of it, uh, we got interviews. This guy got an interview with Pedro Mora of uh, Fox News, formerly The Athletic. Friend of the show, Juan Toribio, MLB.com. Some good stuff there. Of course, Eduardo Perez of ESPN, uh, which was who was nice to, because usually ESPN, they're a little they're a little tough to it's get true. just on the spot. But he was great. Um, <laughs> my good friend, Ben Verlander. I don't even remember what he said. But, yeah, there's a whole bunch of good stuff. If you didn't check it out. Be nice to Ben Verlander, guys. We went, he's, a, he's nice in person. He's we, a, 
He loves the game. He's a nice dude in person, but you know, I understand. John Heyman, I asked him for interviews 10 different times. I got turned down. So I'm still waiting for that interview with John Heyman. Uh, But the reality is, and finds a lot of these guys, they're really going on MLB network saying the same two, three minute thing. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun and you really learn a lot about the ins and outs of how the teams operate for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, cool stuff. Hopefully we, we get back out there again next year. We'll definitely be at spring training where, uh, we're going to go just absolute ham. So make sure you guys, again, subscribe. I'm not going to push the button. But now our talk out of the way, our spring training time out of the way. <sighs> How about them Dodgers? So um, there are no likable moves so far. They got Shelby Miller. Some people not thrilled with that. And, of course, Jason Hayward today. You've done some videos. I'm sure you're seeing the, the comments. You haven't been live for a little bit, but just what's what's the take? How do you feel about Shelby Miller in an offseason where you're seeing everybody else go out and make moves? And these are the two moves the Dodgers have made. Like obviously you you get Andrew Friedman. You you understand you're 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 the smart fan. Not everybody's the smart fan. Um just being like a straight up fan, you're you're drunk and you're having a good time. I don't know where are you at with this team. Are you annoyed? Are you are you still okay to just kind of hang back and and you know play the waiting game while the Padres and you know hell even Giants and everybody else around the league kind of stacks up? Mets. Yeah, I mean when you look at this team, like I said, are they the are they the Los Angeles Dodgers? Or are they the Cleveland Dodgers or the Tampa Bay Dodgers? They haven't made very many impact moves, and you add on top of that, a lot of the players that really helped the Dodgers last season are on other teams. But when you look at the players they have signed, Shelby Miller, everyone in the comments is Shelby who, but they said the same thing about. They said the same thing about Chris Martin when they made the trade. They didn't say very much about Evan Phillips, and he turned out to be a top 5-10 to 10 reliever. So I think you do have to give this organization the benefit of the doubt on certain on these some of these moves, like Shelby Miller. Jason Hayward, that was a move that's not going to do anything at all for the Dodgers. But I think what's happening right now is I think this Dodgers team is realizing that the game has changed dramatically in the last two seasons. The game has changed in the fact that you do have an expanded postseason. So mm-hmm. more teams are willing That's to keep point. some of their young talent. They're not going to just <laughs> trade guys away. They're not going to allow some of their young talent just get fleeced by Andrew Friedman. And then also the price of talent, the price of those upper echelon for agents is going up. And it's not just the AAV, it's yeah. the years. And it that really is the is. problem with the Dodgers. The Dodgers hate the years. The Dodgers are like the Leonardo DiCaprio of baseball teams. Once you get to a certain age, they're like, no, we don't want you anymore. Save for certain (laughs) examples with a Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman. But I tell everyone out there this, look, I mean, yes, the Bauer situation has hamstrung the Dodgers to an extent. And yes, they're in a position where it would benefit them to reset that CBT because they're in a better position to, to sign Shohei Otani next off season or maybe Sasaki. Yeah, there's also going to be other guys available. You can look at at Manny Machado is probably going to opt out if you want that. And I think if you know the fans don't want Carlos Correa, they're not going to want Manny Machado. But Matt Chapman can be a free agent. Um, and, and again, we're, we're, I'm, I'm focusing on the third base side of things here because this is an area of need for this team. So there are some very, very uh, high quality people coming uh, hitting entering free agency after the season. So it is the right season to kind of bounce back. 
not worry about going all in. And, um, you know, Anthony Keene, great comment here. It says, stacking hasn't got the Dodgers a ring. Let them take the low-key approach. Let them just do the kid kid game you know play yeah play with the, some of the younger players see what see what the hell happens yeah and also you don't know what names are going to be available during the season and you have that flexibility yeah. of staying under that 233 cbt mark and uh, give yourself the ability to add guys during the season you can maintain that flexibility but i do think there needs to be more of a sense of urgency if you're the dodgers because the likelihood is you probably only have Clay and Kershaw for one more season. You could only have Julio Urias for one more season. Yeah. Freddie Freeman, he's not getting any younger. Mookie Betts, he's dealt with some injuries. And he, how many years of his prime do you have left? And you look at this team, I think one of the big issues is, look, they didn't anticipate Walker Buehler to go down with a Tommy John injury. Yeah. They didn't anticipate Cody Bellinger just to fall off. I mean, they were very patient with Cody Bellinger, but he was supposed to be a big part of their core. Mm -hmm. And if you're this Dodger team too, Two, look at that Trastros team that won. I mean, how many $300 million guys you have on that Trastros team, right? That's a good point. And you have to, at some point, give your young guys the opportunity to see if they can be the next Corey Seager, Walker Bueller, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger before the falloff. Some of these guys that became core members of this group that went on to win a World Series and win multiple pennants. And we'll see. Is Miguel Vargas that guy? Is Michael Bush that guy? Is there a chance that Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone are those guys. Well, this will afford them the currency of experience. And that is the thing. Look, I mean, AAA, you can play a thousand AAA games yep. and you might not learn what you're going to learn in one Major League Baseball game. So, yeah, it is a silver lining. It does sound like some copium. I'm coping with not signing a big free agent, but there is some benefits to finding those core people because I mean, just Noah, look at your team. I mean, how many big name, big high price players you have in Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, your Anthony, team. and your, the team you also cover. He's a Dodgers fan, but he covers the angels because he's multi-talented and he's a great baseball mind. But look at look, what happened in 2000 in 2019 when we were all oh we didn't get hollywood lifestyle anthony rendon well guess what that was some of the greatest signings of the ones you never make so yeah. there's not Damn, really Strasburg that guy Strasburg's yeah. a perfect yeah. example he gets 245 million dollars and i do think there is one guy out there that is available that i would like to see the dodgers get because i think he can help them win next year and that is a carlos rodon because there's not going to be that many ace level pitchers available if burns if woodrow becomes available during the season i would love to see them in dodger blue but i definitely think they need another ace frontline starter and i think rodon you look at the deal that Degrom signed and there was a lot of incentives that go up to $220 million if he stays injury-free. Maybe you could work something like that out with Rodon in L.A. And they were close to signing him last year. So that's the name I have my eye on. I know you love Carlos. or You, don't, you love the idea of Carlos Correa. I love but, the idea of a type of player yeah. like Carlos Correa. I want to step back a little bit, though, because um, a lot of what you're saying there kind of uh, the, the the thought process or just the general process of these Dodgers, I, I feel like this is absolutely a tester of an offseason when it comes to in Friedman we trust that mantra that ideology that a lot of Dodger fans have I like this comment here Brendan Yeats I'm assuming I'm saying that wrong but Brendan says in those same lines I really don't understand how so many Dodger fans are doubting Friedman dude has given us literally every reason to believe in him and I still know he will give us the best team again he's not done this is this is just this is little Andy F he's doing his stretching right now and it's the cycle. It's what's he what's he cooking? <laughs> and there's and you know? there's you know there is the, with with the kitty kids you know with the minor league dudes 
there's there's some there's some quality there. You know, there's uh, even on the pitching side. I as I've said uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I would I'm, I I'm glad they didn't go out and get Verlander. I'm fine with Degrom going to not L.A. or the National League in particular. Um, you just need a dude who can plug in. 130 to 140 innings to give people like Gavin Stone some some leeway to get starts here and there to see what year two of Ryan Pepio looks like with uh, uh, the other kid we saw a whole bunch of his name I always escapes me Michael something or other uh, which Grove. Grove. Grove Grove there yeah. you go Grove I don't like Orange County so I don't think about the Grove <laughs> OC but. <laughs> very, he's a very unmemorable kid. I'm just sorry. I like him, but he's just not he's not really front of mind when it comes to some of the other dudes. But these guys are going to make a difference. And, you know, Dave Roberts was asked about that at his uh, his scrum uh, uh, at the meetings on Tuesday. You know, uh, how how is this club? I forgot how it was worded, but it's, you know, are they going to be able to kind of saddle or afford to have five or six of the of those quote unquote kids go out there? And, and Dave, you know kind of pointed out it's like every year we sort of have those dudes and they make a difference they find that way to make a difference we always have the young ball players come up and help this club out to win and they're going to do that but now they're just going to rely on them a whole lot more but when you have Dustin May coming off the injury you saw what happened with Tony Gonsolin in too many innings and the 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 forearm and you know he's got the shoulder issues from the past you got to find that way to uh to give them a little bit of a breather little bit of, of of building blocks and not just let it eat because then you're going to have a problem. Then truly can be looking at an 86-win yeah. team, and you don't want to see that with... You go to the World Series. Uh, <laughs> no. Could be a World Series uh, winning team right there, but... Uh, moving into or moving back to some of the things that I wanted to talk about here, just really resetting where we're at in the offseason... If we want to term it this way, the Dodgers have missed out on Jacob DeGrom, who went to Texas, J Justin Verlander, of course, the Mets lose DeGrom, so they got and get Verlander. Very old rotation over there in, in, uh, in New York. Trey Walks, we haven't even talked about the Dodgers, who are gone now, but Trey Walks, 11-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. My God. 11 year takes him until he's what 40 41 years old something like that mitch hanniger already said going to san francisco a lot of money there 14 year 14 million dollars a year or something like that aaron judge arson judge gets the bag in new york and i cannot wait for new york media who's been begging his ass to return to start talking shit about that contract before the season even starts because it's gonna happen they are going to talk about how expensive it was and how he's ruining the team for wanting, what, $40 million a year or whatever it is. He bet on himself, and he went out and earned it. And now you got to deal with the captain, Aaron Judge, till he's 39, uh, taking up a lot of your payroll. But as I said, for most of this offseason, the Yankees had to bring back Aaron Judge. They cannot let that guy walk because... I mean, Brian Cashman would be in the same position as Hyam Bloom, looking like an ass yeah. and wanting, you know, pitch. Thank you, pitchforks almost, <laughs> pitchforks out in front of Yankee Stadium if that were the case. And of course, Andrew Brogarts, Hyam Bloom, step right up. He gets lost by the Boston Red Sox. He goes to San Diego again. Eleven-year deal, two eighty. What the hell is going on? <laughs> hell, huh? <laughs> you want you want a good one? What the f 
is going on? There it is. He got a beep in there. More on San Diego later, but what the hell is what? No, what is going on with eleven-year deals? And are we seeing in quote unquote inflation hit Major League Baseball here? Because I have never seen these kind this kind of numbers. These kind of numbers it happen. It's nuts. I mean, it's the price of doing business. That's exactly what it is these days. And you got teams out there like the San Diego Padres who see their championship window very small. They know that Manny Machado can opt out after next season. They know that you, Darvish, and Pomeranz, and Blake Snell, all these guys are going to be off the books, and they want to try to win now. So you'll say, hey, we'll give you 11 years with an AAV at over $25 million. We just mentioned the inflation. I mean, what is $25 million going to be 10, 11 years from now? I mean, you look at these teams out there, I think they're going to be fine to pay for when you talk about the San Diego Padres and Xander Bogart San Diego love if you talk about the X-Men in San Diego he makes a lot of sense because if Machado does opt out you slide him over to third base you either give FTJ Fernando Tatis Jr. another opportunity to play short you could put Hassan Kim back there in that position so they definitely needed to get another premium level shortstop but if you look at Xander Bogart's I'm absolutely okay with the fact the Dodgers did not match an offer like that if you look at some of his predictive stats, some of his hard contact rates, things have been trending in the wrong direction. Also, a lot of his improvement when it came to the defensive side of the ball last year defensively had to do with analytics, with where he was placed on the diamond, and with the restrictions to the shift, I do think he's an average at best shortstop defensively, but uh, he can't help them. He can't help them. I mean, he's about to get eaten alive for that one for, for 11 years. I'm just spitting facts, so I'm just a truth seeker here. Padres fans love this show for some reason. But I will say when it comes to Aaron Judge, John Heyman, I want to thank John Heyman because... Let's all laugh at the San Francisco Giants. They thought they had they oh. thought they had Aaron Judge for seven minutes. The best seven minutes for Giants fans in a long time. They were going crazy. They were saying Judge to SF. And then, of course, you got to consider the source. He kind of jumped the gun. That goes up there with one of the all-time tweets. That goes up there with Ken Rosenthal's tweet that had Max Scherzer going to the San Diego Padres only to get traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So thanks, Heyman. We'll never forget that. December 6th. 2022 approximately 220 in the afternoon to 227 you had Aaron Judge but uh, yeah when it comes to Xander Bogarts and the San Diego Padres I credit the San Diego Padres they are going yeah. after it yeah. like I was saying I know that AJ Preller listens to Eminem's Lose Yourself every single morning you only got one shot I think that's how they're approaching yeah exactly I mean like be rather they're right there doing the freestyle and I think they fully believe that next year has to be the their year and they also know that the Dodgers are in this little transitional phase with some of their young players and they're also they know what's going on with the Dodgers and they see this as a perfect opportunity to jump in there try to win their first World Series championship I don't think it's going to happen but still I mean you got to give a lot of credit I think uh, Scott Boris my good friend Scott Boris I think he made a great comparison in saying that they're like the San Antonio Spurs of Major League Baseball there's no other pro sports teams they do have a they do operate really on a uh, a large market scale that all these teams out there they have the money to go out there and spend on players but what the Padres are doing they're taking less profit and they're pouring it back into their franchise you talk about a Dodger team that makes 536 million dollars in revenue they absolutely could spend if they wanted to and I just think that the Padres realize that if you win a World Series 
you'll forget everything else and you'll allow for a rebuild. They still have a lot of talent. And then it also goes back to the fact that they did trade for Juan Soto. So not only do they make these win now moves, the moves after the win now moves have complemented those decisions. Yeah, they're uh, going all in. It's the Padres, though. It's the Padres. It's the Padres. I you know, wouldn't be surprised. That's what's in. Big brother's growing a beard. I wouldn't be, He's got a girlfriend I now. He's got a driver's license. to see if they're, you know, they're not done, uh, you know. Pitching another starter, mix that in there. You lost two so far with Manaya and uh, yeah. Clevenger. They need a little help. F it. Maybe it's go, go to Rodon. Yeah, Rodon. Get a, get a proven uh, a winner there. Will W saying fans that want Correa say he'll bring LA a ring, and that's great, but what if he doesn't? Will must have read Noah's fine column on our DodgersNation.com today. So check it out. You want to defend yourself in any, any way, shape, or form real quick? Sorry for the the awkward camera yeah, for no, you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I figured I'd speak my mind a little bit. I think Correa would be a good move from a winning perspective, but I understand there's some hatred, and I do understand that maybe it's not a great idea after what Bogarts got for eleven two eighty to now go spend like thirteen three fifty on Correa. So obviously, it can go either way. Yeah, I mean, if they go Correa, it's going to be one of those four, five, six year max deals, and I don't think. Uh, Boris goes for that at all right now. It's just not his style. The fact that he got a one year on Cody, I mean, he's probably punching himself <laughs> just just out of hatred because he couldn't get more, but uh, more on Cody in a bit. The Blurry 97 on YouTube says, what beep are the Dodgers doing? I would say what the beep are the Dodgers doing. But, you know, there, thank you. Uh, HT says 2023 is probably their best chance. I don't know if we're, if we're talking about Padres or Dodgers there. Uh, carnivorous interactivity. Um, being on the side of the kids, we'll say. Uh, never know what kind of year Vargas and Outman are going to have. They could be a pleasant surprise. I, I, I'm banking on the fact that they'll, they'll be solid contributors, whether that's as Dodgers or not. <laughs> In 2022, we'll see. But I, yeah, they're going to be big-time players on this team. Because that's what they have, especially at this moment right now. Deuce, great comment here. Comment of the night, even though we don't do that uh, right now. I'd rather save up for Otani than overpay for a starter that Roberts will pull after five innings. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that works. I'll go with the meh. There it is. We nailed it right there. Uh, Sooner activity also saying Xander contract is ridiculous. Anthony Keene, Correa would turn into public enemy number one if he signed with the Giants. I was more frightened of him signing with the Padres because how annoying would all of that be? The cheater with the little brother, air quote. Oh, terrible, horrible. They'd be a must-watch team, though. Yeah, that would be mean, fun as hell. Though. It'd be like the Heatles, like the, the Miami Heat were a few years ago, <laughs> but down in San Diego. I thought I, that was the team that I was sneaky, scared would end up signing Carlos Correa because he would fit there. And if I'm the Giants, I'm out there saying, wait a minute, you're telling me half the Dodgers fan base hates Carlos Correa? That would make me want him that much more in San Francisco. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful what you wish for when it comes to not having someone like Carlos Correa on the Dodgers. And I'm all for Shohei Otani. He has been my dream free agent since he stepped onto the scene and I hope they signed Shohei Otani but you can't look that far ahead you can't put the cart before the horse so to speak yeah. and you have to say to yourself yeah Shohei Otani makes a lot of sense in LA but what if you strike out this season and then you have some of these core 
contributors right now. You don't take advantage of them, and then you miss out on a Shohei Otani in the next cycle. And then, look, the reality is they just have a big void at shortstop. I mean, Gavin Lux as your everyday shortstop, that's a little concerning. Of course, Tim Rogers, he wants my friend Tim Rogers, he wants Jacob Amaya to get yeah. an opportunity. And then, of course, is Dansby Swanson out there. He's a very interesting name who yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about in a second here. But, yeah, I mean, the reason why I want to explore the trade market for a shortstop is because you don't have to commit those years. Because history has shown us when you give years to a shortstop, one, they're not going to be playing that position no. for the majority of that contract. I mean, how many years will Trey Turner play shortstop for the Phillies? Oh, man, if they can get six out of that, that would be phenomenal for Philly. That would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I'm thinking more four tops five. Unless he's like Derek Jeter. <laughs> Derek Jeter, yeah. Who should have never really been a shortstop, but they just left his ass there for 40 years. Apparently, that I saw in his contract, he has to give a half of that contract that he signed to John Hamm for getting him that deal <laughs> for the for narrating it. Did I mention he yeah. has power? Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. We haven't fully talked about it it's yet. It's interesting. We got Deuce who says, Correa signs with the Giants and Dodgers trade for Crawford. UCLA guy. I don't think that happens, Oof. but he is under one more year. Crawford, fire Roberts in the front office and give the fans their money back, LOL. And what do you think about that, Clint? All fans out there, they're saying, oh, lower the ticket prices, lower the price of beer if they're not going to make any big signings. I mean, come on now, this team. It's still a team that's going to be at or near, you know, $230 million in in payroll in 2023. Uh, Calm your tits, as we say in the business. (laughs) Thank you. For sure. Right on time. Um, you got anything else in there before you before we s- switch gears ever so slightly? Uh, yeah, I think we're pretty good. I All mean, right. a lot of people still not happy about the Crawford move. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, I mean the Hayward move. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jason yeah. Hayward. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll dive into that. I do. We do got to talk more about the. I guess first the guy that Hayward was unofficially traded for because uh, the fans are upset about what this the team we talked about this a lot. What the team is doing or essentially not doing they've already lost a bunch of dudes uh where he said trade a philly of course bye bye cody 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 bellinger chicago cub do you like the move for cody by the way as a cub I don't love the move for Cody per se. I mean, I think the money was the most important thing. I mean, if you look at it, a $12.5 million, then he gets a $5 million buyout. It'll translate to $17.5 million. So he's right where he expected to be in his last year of arbitration. When you consider Wrigley Field, it's a smaller outfield. You're not going to get as many Rob jobs with the net. It's a brick wall. He's been frail. I mean, does that really boost his outfield outfield reputation if you look at some of his defensive metrics in center field they're pretty much average it's really if you dive into his numbers as a center fielder he hasn't been this elite center fielder that everyone makes him out to be but i think for the cubs it's a great move i mean you got a couple outcomes you could if he has a good start to the year you flip him by july you get a nice return you get some prospects and if he plays well You could possibly offer him that qualifying offer, get him on that, or get him a multi-year offer. But either way, I think if you're... An ideal scenario for Cody Bellinger is that he does have a nice start to the season. It's similar to Jock Peterson who gets traded to the Braves, which takes away that qualifying offer, which helps him on the market. But I just think that... Look, everyone says a change of scenery. I think he needs a change of shoulder, right? I think he needs to find a way to get healthy and get his swing in sync. But what say you about Cody Bellinger? I mean, weed is decriminalized in Illinois, so that's a good thing, too. Did did you know that Cody Bellinger, as we speak, 
is working on his swing and has a new swing for 2023. Never done that. Never changed his approach. Never altered his stance or his swing. He's working with a different coach. Maybe he needed to, you know, change of scenery. 100% needed to happen. I like Cody in some ways at, 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 uh, at Wrigley Field. I mean, we've seen him play the wind brilliantly that plays up but yeah the rob jobs i think that's one thing that's going to kind of go away for cody um the fact that it's a major league baseball job at that rate where um you know he's 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 out of the the nl west so he's not going to see the dodgers a whole bunch um even though the teams all play each other i mean it's it's an okay deal it's an okay deal i i don't care i i've known since april cody was going to be gone or whatever you you could taste it in the air it was palpable that the cody bellinger dodger relationship was not going to stay alive beyond uh the the non-tender deadline because he has not been good and i don't think you know, I mean, yeah, the shoulder, the the leg, it hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been able to have a full normal workout uh, regimen and, and and off season and all that. But this is it's not going to be a game changer. Maybe he goes out and hits two forty. Still going to have an on base at like three twenty, whatever. Yeah, if he finds that way to to find some power there in Chicago, you know, little wind aided some bombs there or whatever. Um, it's a fine deal, but the important thing is, you know, he's, he's gone and they saved money and that's apparently what they're doing this off season. But, uh, you know, Cody made an impact on this team, man. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of highlights. The highlight reel could go on for, for an hour and a half. If you really put it all together, some, some cool moments over, uh, over six seasons or whatever it was with the team. But at some point, it's time to, to move on. You know, they'll you care about the name on the front, not on the back. And you know, best of luck to Cody. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets a hell of an ovation when he comes to Dodger Stadium. I think you tweeted something about that. He will, and he rightfully so. Um, but the time was uh, was nigh to move on. It is time. Yes, we have something. Um, this is just a little breaking news here. Brandon Nimmo returned to the Mets eight years, $162 million. There you go. There you go. Brandon Nimmo off wow. the board. Big yeah. money. And Big. he's a guy that you're you're probably thinking seven years, and he ends up getting eight years. So that really is the theme this offseason yeah. is you're getting years, more years. Money up. Yeah. Way up right now. It's wild. Thank you. Back, breaking back. news. I like that, though. <laughs> back, uh, back into the Dodgers losing everybody. Tommy Canely. Uh, I feel so used. The Dodgers gave him money to rehab, and then he went back to the yeah. Yankees. Two years, eleven and a half million dollars for him to blow uh, game game four of the NLDS. Andrew Heaney uses the Dodgers, gets a nice little payday in Texas, joins the Grom as uh, the co aces of, of the Texas Ranger. Chris Martin, what the? Get the button ready. You ready? What the fuck kind of deal is that for for Chris Martin, man? Seventeen and a half million dollars. He better sing all the greatest hits. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I still think it's a better chance he wins a Grammy than a, a Young Award. Nuts. But if you look at Chris Martin, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that loss either. I mean, if you look no. at his BABIP, a three nine nine BABIP. If you look at a twenty point eight percent of the fly balls. 
that uh, went off um, went for home runs. I think he had a great showing with the Dodgers. Then yeah. they put him in a great position to mm-hmm. have success. He did strike out a lot of guys, didn't walk very many guys, and he's a great story getting the opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, that is a lot of money. And there are Chris Martins out there that the Dodgers can find. And, yeah, if you are a, if a, if you're a pitcher out there, find a way to get on the Dodgers because you can go and make some money, and they'll put you in a great spot to get that bag. At this point, pitchers out there should just be lined up around the block on their knees to pitch for this team. Yeah. It almost reminds me of Noah when a college coach gets fired and he becomes the offensive coordinator at Alabama and he goes on to sign that big deal and get a big job somewhere. That is the Dodgers are reliever rehab and they yeah. can find a way to get you some money. Tyler Anderson benefited Andrew yeah. Heaney benefited. But the problem is the more times that you, I mean, they're not going to strike gold on all of these guys. I mean, will Shelby Miller be that guy? We'll see. Will they go out there and try to find maybe, I mean, will they go out there and get a Seth Lugo and see if they can have success with him as a multi-inning reliever? But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, uh, it's almost like they graduate. I, I mean, this, yeah, no, they, they really do. They, they are uh, the ultimate prep school or whatever right Yeah. Here. Seth Lugo, I mean, at this rate, Seth Lugo is going to go out and get like a six-year, $90 million deal or something like that. Uh, you know, I bet I bet Tyler Anderson is kicking himself in the ass right now for signing as early as he did. Thank you. Um, because he, he, it's not out of the question for him to have gone out and get a four- or five-year deal for, I don't know, what did he end up getting, 13 a year or something like that? So he could have probably gotten like $18 million a year. Oh, yeah, Padres give him seven. This market is just... It's it's cracked out of its score. And again, Trey Turner, three hundred million dollar deal to go to Philly and play Major League Baseball for eleven years. So those are all the people that are off the board. The Dodgers have lost some people. We knew that was going to happen. It's still uh, interesting to see. It's Seth Gribble's birthday, so shout out to Seth Gribble in the chat here. Who is still out there? We know Brandon Nimmo's not. Yeah, your boy. Brandon Nimmo. Oh, you wanted him. I, mean, I didn't really want him that bad, to be honest with you. I mean, I think the thing about Brandon Nimmo, one of the big concerns <laughs> I have is his durability. I mean, he's he's had he's dealt with injury issues entire career. If you look at him defensively, he's pretty much at a level where he is. He's right in the middle of the pack defensively. And yeah, I think Nimmo's a guy who, yeah, he's an above average bat. I think he makes sense for New York, but it's clear that the Dodgers didn't want to make a signing like a Brandon Nimmo where it's below an Aaron Judge and a Correa type, yeah. but above a Kiermaier yeah. type like that. Very fun yeah. of them not. Yeah. Just, I don't even know if they had any yeah. conversation. I'm sure they did in some way, shape, or form, but it's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And, yeah. You know, they plus, still have the old school phone you have to hang up. And we got, uh, I mean, honestly, we got we, Hayward. Uh, Jason we want, Hayward. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, you're going to look back. Jason Hayward, move of the offseason, because it might be the only one outside of Shelby Miller. Um, Rake and Bake, nice comment here from Rake and Bake. I appreciate you guys trying to bring us news and updates. It's got to be hard filling time while the Dodgers are tiptoeing through the tulips. Uh, right now, it's okay. Oh. There's a lot going on all around the league. We do love talking about just general baseball, but... Um, we enjoy talking with you guys. What do you mean, you people? Swollen Sausage is in the stream. Says hello there, guys. How you doing, Swollen Sausage? What up, what up? Um, what else we got? What else we got? Danny's talking about the short-term deals or the deals of the past. Yeah, no. That, yeah, that, it's a that's pipe dream. very clear right now, and I don't know if there's going to really be outside of, you know, these type of Hayward, Miller type of deals. I don't think the Dodgers are going to be in playing anybody, you know. So who's still out there? Carlos Correa. Yeah, Carlos Correa is out there. Put it in stone. Not happening. 
there's uh, unless it's it's March and he's he's down to sign another one year deal type of thing. It ain't happening. Just saying three years and a bunch of opt outs. But if that happens two years in a row for him, I mean, you know, that's got to be a little yeah. bit on Boris as well. Yeah, I think there's as good of a shot that I'm going to sign a one-year deal with the Dodgers this year than Carlos Correa is going to sign a one-year deal with the Dodgers. But I think it's clear at this point, if the Dodgers love you, if you check every single box from an age standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, like a Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman, then they're going to be willing to do the years. If Carlos Correa did not have the Astros baggage attached to him, considering their need for shortstop, considering the fact that they have gone to close to $300 million when it comes to a Cordy Seager offer... Yeah. I believe completely in full confidence that they would be willing to give a Carlos Correa a 330 to $350 million bag. But I just think there's just too much influx, the uncertainty with a, the uncertainty with a, a Trevor Bauer. And the fact yeah. that, look, I mean, I do think this is kind of my plan right now. My plan right now is I don't love the idea of Gavin Lux being your everyday shortstop, but when you, if you give an opportunity to start the season, I mean, look at how many games he played at shortstop back in 2021. I believe it was around 59 games. He has played there for a good amount of time where at least he can hold down the position. If you look at his range, his UZR and things like that, he is athletic and he can find a way to at least be a competent shortstop. So you start the year with Gavin Lux at shortstop, and then you see what trades are available. Look, I mean, Willie Adamas, I think he's a great... A lot of you guys want Dansby Swanson out there. Yeah. Well, guess what? Willie Adamas is a very similar player. Elite defensively. Hits for... Has some pop as a shortstop. Strikes out a lot. Is not the perfect player, but why do you like Willie Adamas more than a Dansby Swanson? Well, because Willie Adamas is going to be under contract for a year yeah. or a year and a half if you trade for him mid-season. He still has two years of team control, whereas when you consider the year, I'm pretty sure as we speak, the Padres just signed Dansby Swanson to eight years, 220 million, right? I mean, yeah. Swanson is going to get the years. I think it's going to be with the Cubs. I think the Twins are still in the mix. Don't count out the Boston Red Sox, say, Sox yeah. for Dansby Swanson. Yeah, I think they're very high on him. Dodger fans want him. Uh, poll on our uh, Twitter, more, close to 75% of Dodger fans who voted. Don't anyone at this point. I, that's fair. Uh, I, I think fans just aren't necessarily comfortable with the idea of Lux. And we don't know. Maybe Lux shows out at shortstop. A lot of his problems from his minor league time was in throwing, and they have put in a lot of work. Dave talked about that. You can check out Dave's uh, Dave's press conference on our YouTube channel. Hey, subscribe while you're there. They, they've worked on his throws and his throwing and his footwork for the last four years that he's been around the big league club. He's, he's better, and usually when he makes the, the wild throws... It's because he's kind of lazy with the footwork, and and that's what happens. You've been good at this sport all your life. You feel like you can just kind of huck it and wing it over there. You know, you can't take any any plays off, which we see these Dodgers do. Feels like more often than not, time from time to time uh, in the postseason, I should say. Um, I like this an old friend put for call at short. Okay, now you're uh -huh. really going bottom 20, at his prime, maybe. Yeah, 2000 rookie of the year, right there. There we go. go. You got something? 
Oh, just got another Mets signing. They signed David Robertson, one year, ten million. So they are so just yeah. spending money right now. Wow, that's, that's an example. A, that's a bargain. Yeah, really. I mean, we consider that, and then that's what the Cubs did last year. David Robertson. They show you. They traded him during the season. They were able to get some prospects. Maybe do something similar with the Cody Bellinger. But the Mets are very active since Stephen Cohen took over, richest owner in the sport. So yeah, that's another thing the Dodgers are dealing with. The game has changed. The landscape has changed with free agency with yeah. the emergency of the San Diego Padres, the more aggressive New York Mets. A few years ago, it was more favorable for the Dodgers, who had the financial muscle, yeah. and they were pulling the trigger on some trades. But, yeah, it is. this is the thing. Like my concern with Andrew Friedman is if he does want to wait for the market to shift his way, and that's typically what he does. I mean, when's the last time you saw the beginning of free agency and the Dodgers, they made this big, massive signing at the top of the market? They've never done that, so why would you expect them to do that this time around? <laughs> But the only difference is with more teams being more aggressive, it's almost going to feel like you're at Toys R Us on Christmas Eve and you show up and there's like a used pair of rollerblades and a Mr. Potato Head that just has the eyes or something. I mean, are there going to be enough shiny toys available for the Dodgers if they yeah. want to go that route? And you do have to pay a big if you want some. Uh, so it's uh, Michael says Met signed David Robertson. $10 million one-year deal. Hey, years-wise, the Dodgers are like, hey, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, the, that's what Noah just mentioned, and that's a, that's a bargain deal, really. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Nimmo's off the table, but you know uh, there's still Kiermaier, there's still Benintendi, there's Profar, there's there's Conforto. The Benintendi and Kiermaier seem to be the ones that are going to make the most sense. Uh, ideally, they have somebody that can play center field. You might see Mookie Betts end up playing center field a good amount this year. Um, maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying. I don't think you see him at second base a whole bunch. But uh, you know what you really need? What this team really needs? They need 2017 Chris Taylor back. Because that dude is making a, a good amount of money. And uh, they, he's making that money based on the, the idea that he's going to be reliable for this team he yeah he's coming off an elbow injury you know had some other little nagging things in 2022 you hope you really do hope that he can step up you know he came up as a shortstop he's mentioned shortstop is his favorite position it's a position he wants to play it gives them some optionality we know he's not comfortable at third we know lux isn't comfortable at third but if you're able to have lux stay at second or it could be the both of these guys you know kind of fighting it out if the Dodgers don't make a move, which is highly likely, uh, it feels like at this point. Um, 
Taylor, a lot of a lot that's going to ride on Taylor in this this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, you know what I like about you, Clint. You say the things need to be said that some Dodger fans might not want to say because what is the line with Chris Taylor is that Chris Taylor has never done anything wrong in his entire life and things like that. Of course, I call him the Chris Army Knife. Well, I'm going to have to take away that nickname unless we see more of Chris Taylor in the infield. I mean, I think of course we know why he didn't play much infield last season. Yeah. He had that elbow cleanup, yeah, so they didn't like the yeah. angle at second. But look for him to provide value it's with versatility i mean chris taylor as an outfielder is a below average hitting outfield that strikes out at a 35.2 percent clip of swing and miss chris chris kaler as i called him last season but yeah i mean he signs that four-year 60 million dollar deal at some point you're gonna say that wasn't a good signing yeah. by andrew friedman unless he turns it around and but he has time to he does. He does have time. And I do think he was banged up last season. I think that a lot of these, he's played through injuries mm -hmm. a lot. It's hard to keep him off the field. Gamer. It's tough. Gamer. Grit. Do you like the the compete? I like the, the compete. compete. I like the yeah. compete. He I like the poise. But at some point, that does start to take its toll. And when you yeah. start to enter your 30s, he's 31, 32 years old. He's a guy that, yeah, I mean, the swing and miss was just bad last season. Yeah. I mean, he was striking out at a really league low clip. I mean, bottom bottom of the league uh, with our friend Joey Gallo as uh, as one of the worst uh, hitters when it comes to a strikeout perspective, but a 93 WRC plus, so just seven points below league average, yeah. so I definitely think that he's a guy that I, I looked in, I look for Chris Taylor, knowing the competitor he is, knowing the gamer he is I think he's going to recover, get healthy, the Dodgers didn't have this deep postseason run, I think he does have a nice bounce back here next yeah. season, I do think he's going to have a enhanced role with more yeah. infield opportunities I mean, at this point, he really he needs to be the the kind of veteran the club can lean on while they're uh, dipping their their toes into the the Miguel Vargas waters and James Outman. The, this is a dude. Chris Taylor's a dude that needs to step up big time uh, next year. And of course, you hope for a healthy Max Muncie. But he either way, we've we've seen Dave's going to give uh, all of these guys all of the runway in the world. But Chris Taylor's really going to be a massive key. Uh, pitching side, pitching people that are still around, Cody Sanga, Kodai Sanga, Sanga, not hearing any links on the Dodgers. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of good about that because, again, when we hear the Dodgers are in on X, they're kind of not because the Dodgers don't tell anybody what the hell they're doing. And that's what you want to rely on. Uh, Carlos Rodon, again, not going to be in that market. I mean, I don't, yeah. What the hell is he going to get? An eight year, like $7 billion deal? It's going to be nuts. Uh, other pitchers, there are the the plenty of the tier below pitchers, and I, uh, I mean, even Chris Bassett's kind of just like sort of in between. He's not; he's like an A minus B plus, but B pitchers. And this isn't saying anything bad about them, but my boy, our friend Ross Stripling makes a bunch of sense for this team to come back. But I'm hoping at some point as the market comes together, he find a two three year deal. He had a really nice season in in uh, 2022. Michael Carrillo throws a $2 super chat our way saying, can we sign uh, Cueto or, or Kluber? A couple of dudes. Didn't you mention Kluber? Somebody yeah, mentioned Kluber. Kluber was my uh, Black Friday. Yeah, your Black Friday deal. Yeah. That's another guy. Again, 100 to 140 innings. That's all you need from one dude uh, to kind of help fill out the rotation while the Groves, the Stones, the, the, the Pepios, the Mays all come back and build up their innings at the big league level. It's also going to be a lot relied, uh, relying on Dustin May's right arm for sure. Um, Chris Bassett, I mentioned. Nady Evaldi is another guy we'd, we'd 
really love to see back. Noah Syndergaard's still out there, right? That's Noah's boy right there. Um, yeah, Kluber's a guy that I, it's, he just feels like such a Dodger signing, especially long the time, longer this goes. Long-time future Dodger. Long-time future yeah. Dodger. I could see him signing yeah. on a one-year, 10 to $12 million, maybe a $15 million deal. On Dodgers a one- love their former Cy Young guys. They do. Elite walk rate. I think it was at 3% last season. Extremely low. And he's not going to be the multi-time Cy Young award-winning Corey Kluber, but if you look at some of you know his FIP, his Sierra, I mean, he's a guy that at the right price, I think he would benefit from being in LA uh, on a on a roster that has depth on a veteran team and it can provide some leadership to some of the younger up and coming pitchers. So yeah, Corey Kluber is a name where yeah, it's interesting. It's a name that he could eat innings and. He can be more than serviceable. I have no doubt about that. He could absolutely be one of those back-of-the-rotation type starters that the Dodgers look for. But I think I have my eyes on the postseason, and I'm content with winning anywhere between 86 and 100 games if it means putting yourself in the best position to win the postseason because guess what? We know now the biggest lesson we learned in 2022, or at least one of them, is that, yeah, you can win 111 games in the regular season and be historic and hear I love L.A. a million times per year and have all those good feelings in the regular season, but you can also win just one postseason game and get bounced quick. So you really have to manage it a little differently, and you have to Construct your roster a little differently as well. A hundred percent. Oh, you got something? Um, yeah. Shout out Michael Bilgin or Bilgin. Don't know which one it is. But super chat. We got a question for Mister Dmac. What do you think of trading for Brian Reynolds? Brian Reynolds, you're on the clock. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show. I'm definitely open to the idea of trading for Brian Reynolds. He's a guy that can get you close to 30 home runs per season. He can play that center field position. We know the Dodgers need another outfielder. Another thing I love about him, too, he has two years of team control left. So you talked about the Mets. They just signed Brandon Nimmo, a multi-year deal where you're having to commit five-plus years. You wouldn't have to do that for someone like Brian Reynolds. And if you like what you see, you could look to sign him on a multi-year deal look let's not forget a few years ago what was the big debate in Dodgerland? who will the dodgers sign long term will it be Corey seager will it be cody bellinger will it be one of these guys well both those guys are gone so yeah brian reynolds is a great player i would love to see him in la if he won't come cheap i think the pirates are a team that they hold on to some of their better players in hopes of flipping them during the season when prices are higher so you would definitely have to make them a godfather offer if you're the dodgers to get him but I do think that he fits with what the Dodgers are trying to do as far as not having to commit long term I think he's projected to make just over six million dollars this season so you're getting great value financially by bringing in someone like Brian Reynolds and I do think too if you look at this lineup Freddie Freeman his power numbers from a home run standpoint they were down the doubles were there there's no question about it Mookie Betts he had a career high in home runs last season then there's Will Smith but then there's Max Muncy but I think when you look at the production you definitely want to bring a guy that has some pop in the outfield and get a little more production from that outfield spot and Brian Reynolds definitely would be a great addition to this Dodger team like I don't know I don't care I should say I don't care how the OPS is put together whether it's on base or whether it's slug that's the you just need this team needs people that are going to get on base. I, I'm I'm less inclined to to think they need a somebody with a bunch of power. Um, you know, Mookie hit 35 homers last year, didn't show up in the postseason. It, it's true. It, it's uh, you just need people who can get on base. Base runners uh, make make opportunities for making score points, and that be good for baseball. Science. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I think defensively. To say all that, Brian Reynolds. Yeah, fine player. 
OPS over eight uh, over eight hundred last year. Career eight forty two. Um, I don't think he's related to, to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Gus, so I'm sorry. Yeah, not gonna happen though. You never know. I mean, I think I well, I think the Pirates right now they've already pretty made it pretty much clear that they're not actively looking to trade him at the moment. Yeah. But I definitely think that. As this, as more guys come off the board, I think you could see teams like the Dodgers, if they're looking to fill those spots, be a little more aggressive. And they, there could be some prospects that the Dodgers have that the Pirates didn't think were available at the time that the Dodgers might make available. So yeah. that's kind of how the game is played. I think defensively, he's not a great defensive player. I mean, outs above average. If you look at some of his metrics, he's not fantastic, but he hits the ball hard. And the Dodgers, they definitely value that. And And if you look at his hard hit rates and, and things like that. It's definitely among the lead leaders as far as a uh, uh, max X velocity and things like that. So I'm definitely a big fan of Reynolds. I like the idea and he kind of fits in that class of a Reynolds, a Domus, a Burns, where, like I said, you're not having to keep him for so many years down the line. And then you can keep the, some of that payroll for a Shohei Otani or some of these monster free yep. agents, because I think that's what you're going to see moving forward. I mean, I think this whole high AAV short-term deal, for the most part, it's going to be a pipe dream for the yeah. Dodgers. And I think there's certain situations, certain circumstances, like a Trevor Bauer who wanted to, he was the rare breed of a starting pitcher in his prime that wanted to maintain that flexibility. And then Freddie Freeman was unique in that he was a little older when he entered that free agency. But guys like Aaron Judge, they're not even considering it for a split second guys like carlos correa there's no way he can be considering yeah. if carlos correa does not get a 330 million dollar plus deal something is wrong with major league baseball like i think that's a lawsuit that needs to yeah. be had i mean yeah there is that but i don't think uh, the teams care that much i don't i don't think people realize how robotic these gms and they're just like win 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 numbers 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 you know you think they care about fans they they, they <laughs> care about fans to a certain extent but fans care about winning and that will exactly. prove itself out in their attendance. The, they can people will bitch <laughs> all they want before the season, but they're going to show up. Yeah, they're thinking of 2023, not 2017. Yeah. They're looking through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. Yeah, and the Dodgers are thinking about 2024. That much we can kind of uh, pretty much assume right now. So before Doug dies, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, guys. Another fine edition of the blue haven show we're calling this episode 300 so thanks for hanging out with us i forgot to pour myself myself a shot because we were just too busy preparing this golden goose of a show i don't know what that means but anyways yeah thanks for hanging out with us guys uh shout out to noah on the board find us on the internet at dodgersnation.com subscribe to blue heaven on itunes spotify iHeartRadio. Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available, we're going to be there. So, 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 you know, leave a review. We appreciate that. Subscribe. Blue Heaven is on uh, YouTube, as is Dodgers Nation on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. So hit the bell there. Go check out all of the content we got uh, at, at Winter Meetings. Doug is always putting out content on YouTube because he is an insane person and loves talking <laughs> Dodgers baseball. I'm Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all your questions. Hopefully we have some things to talk about on Monday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, 
Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 